that we have essentially evolved past that to where we don't have to use that superpower. And therefore, because we don't have to use it, there needs to be something else. Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of the interview that I did with Iris Gardner. If you want to learn more about, you know, how I met her and kind of how we became friends, please go back and listen to part one. I talk extensively about that. Today's part, I wanted to separate from the first one because I think it it has a lot of value that is obviously a bit different than um, talking about food and healthy children and that stuff. But it's talking about... Uh, finding your place in your life, being independent. And she she talks in the context of being a military wife, the, the wife of an ex-Navy SEAL, and how she, you know, sees, especially maybe women today in these situations and, and things that can help them. And so um, I did reference, she was in jo- on Jocko Willing's podcast, and they talked about this some as well. Jocko talked about this and, and how hard it is on the women, uh, especially he in that podcast number 70, he reads a letter that he wrote to his, I think at the time, teenage daughter who was not getting along with his wife, you know, being kind of sassy and what teenage girls will do to their mothers. I sure know I did it. Um, but he, he reads a letter that he wrote to his daughter about who her mother was before children came and how he remembers her and, and basically why you should respect your mother because she she's done everything for you. It's a beautiful letter. So if you go back and listen to that podcast with Iris and, and Jock will read that letter and I think it's a I think it's a great testament to, you know, even what Iris is talking about in this and and the superpower of the woman in relationships like this. So I'm going to get right into this podcast. Um, I'm just going to, again, read uh, another blip from uh, Iris's Instagram page, All the Wild Places, that I think is appropriate to today's podcast. I have two legs at work. I am young and strong. I have my vision, my hearing, my hands. Most importantly, I have people who love me. All it takes is a good reflective look at an old person, someone with a severe limp, someone who struggles just to get out of a chair they've sat in, to put their shoes on, to get out of bed in the morning, what they wouldn't give to be young and strong, to have all the problems that you and I have again, because that would mean they'd still got a whole lot of life ahead of them, a whole lot of mistakes to make, a whole lot of lessons to be learned, a whole lot of love to give. The thing about happiness is it doesn't come from possessions or attention or other people. No one can give you happiness. It's something you have to find within yourself. It comes from inside you. It comes from getting through rough times on your own, two feet and knowing that you can do it again and again and again. And it comes with struggle, with pain, sometimes even with suffering with learning that the struggle is the reward. It's the hard times that make you appreciate the easy times. Satisfaction with being alive, no matter how imperfect it is, that's real happiness. Take life into your own hands. Stand up straight and have some pride. Don't let let life kick your ass. If something isn't working, change it. 
Take risks, make decisions, and stick with them. Don't rely on other people. Rely on yourself. Love and love fiercely, but realize you don't need any other person to be whole. Don't be selfish. Be self-confident. Pain and misery come and go. It's the changing seasons of life. Learn to appreciate it. Learn to embrace it. Then let it go. Let go of everything that doesn't enhance you, change you, make you stronger and wiser. Let go of expectation. No one owes you anything except yourself. You owe yourself the appreciation of the life you have. You're the only one who can give it to yourself. Be calm. Be content in the moment. Be content with the struggle. Be content with the climb. And then climb a little more and a little more and a little more. The view from the top of a mountain is breathtaking. I know that you've lived with a Navy SEAL. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. And I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Maybe we can just touch on, um, in, in this community, we obviously have, probably have lots of military. Um, we also have lots of people that do things that take them away from their families mm-hmm. a lot. I know I have that. Um, my husband's not in the military, but, you know, he's off hunting or in the backcountry in yeah. weeks at a time. Um, never, you know, six-month deployments and stuff. But it's difficult, right? And kind of how living with a living with a Navy SEAL and being the wife who's left behind and having to do all the work and yeah what what, what is your um just share some thoughts with that because I know there's other listeners out well, here who would I do feel like I was amazingly um well suited to that lifestyle hmm. which I don't come from a military family at all and when I first met my I was like Navy SEAL eh, whatever you know it didn't mean anything to me um just some military person but then you know as I the six-month deployments I I don't know I didn't I didn't even know what that would be like and yeah having kids and then having him gone a lot is is hard but I I was really well suited to it I think because I'm an independent person yeah and I you know I launched into my farming and doing other stuff. And I, I never emotionally just relied on him for, for everything, which is so important. If you, you know, I have young women hit me up sometimes like, Oh, my husband wants to join the SEAL teams. And I'm like, the number one bit of advice I can give you is you need to have your own life. You need to, you need to know how to take care of yourself and do to do stuff without your husband and and be okay with that because he is going to be gone and you're going to get resentful about it if especially once you have kids and all you're doing is changing dirty diapers and wiping snotty noses and your husband is away doing like these big adventures which you know yeah it's hard yeah they have this this crazy difficult job but they also have this very adventurous very stimulating job and you know it's easy to go what what is my life you know my life is just sitting here taking care of kids and I'm not getting any fulfillment from it Mm -hmm. so um but I I always did well with that you know it's hard when it's easy to let yourself get get worried about them um I was always pretty realistic about it that knowing that you can die from anything at any time and so Mm -hmm. there's really no point in worrying about something that's out of your control um 
it, it's still hard when you know, especially when other guys get hurt, you know, my husband's on a deployment and one of the guys gets his legs blown off or something, stepping out on a mine. And yeah, you, it's definitely going to rattle you a little bit mm-hmm. and be like, um, what would that look like if it was me? What would that look like if that's my husband coming home? And, you know, it's easy to think about death, to think, could I survive them dying? What does it look like if they come home maimed? What does it look like if they, you know, come home and they can't walk anymore? Or they are, you know, in some, or even severely scarred PTSD wise or something yeah. where they can't, they can't sleep. They're, they're so angry. It can just tear a family apart. And so, you know, it's, it's challenging for mm-hmm. sure. And he did the, he did 30 years as a, as a um, Navy SEAL and saw some crazy stuff and it's all it's been good it's been an amazing life for us um but it it's had its own challenges too and Mm -hmm. now he's he's finally retired from that doing leadership consulting um which is an incredible opportunity to go around he's got just a wealth of knowledge yeah um all the way around from that career Mm -hmm. and so i'm really happy that he's able to spread that some of that around to people right yeah so jason is is he jocko's best friend he they're in worked the same with unit? jocko um jocko who has a, a, a podcast and yeah. has written extreme ownership and yeah. um dichotomy of leadership and some best-selling books they used to work together mm-hmm. as seals and jocko retired before jason did and then when jason retired he went to work for Jocko had started a leadership consulting company and Jason Mm. went to work with Jocko doing that so they work together now yeah and Jason's been on Jocko's podcast like at least three times I think yeah he's got some great stuff if that's something that you're interested in Jason Gardner on Jocko's podcast I can't even tell you the numbers right now because um but 167 168 I think maybe and then uh than another one but well i just listened to jason do the cleared hot podcast oh that's an excellent one yeah, yeah with andy stump yes and um i love how he started the podcast out he's like all right i wrote some rules for my daughter yeah. like the things yeah. that i want to do raising, raising my daughter, daughter and stuff and i thought that was so like wow you know they're talking well, about that and, and that's you know, that's what's, that's, what's cool about this is people think, oh, an ABC all tough guy, you know, I'm going to go learn how to be a tough guy or whatever from this person. And, and some of these guys, they're like the most, I mean, they are tough guys. They're the toughest guys you'll ever find, but they're also like worried about how they're raising their daughters and stuff and making sure that they're, you know, extremely conscientious about things like that. And, um, so, I, I love that they're putting stuff out there like that, that mm-hmm. for not just being a tough guy, but also being a very thoughtful, considerate person. Yeah, I think it's like that well-rounded, you know, having yeah. men that are well-rounded and they're able in this day and age to talk about like how I want to raise my daughter. Yeah. You know, it's a it's like a new evolution of the tough guy saying that this is actually um, manly. Yeah, is to care about how your children are raised and to care about how your daughter's treated and and to respect her 
you know, fire and respect her, yeah. you know, what she wants to do with her life and, and, and be a supportive role model. And instead of just being a passerby and like, you know, providing and that's it, Yeah. which I think for a very long time, you know, that was kind of the role of the husband and the father was just, you know, to, well, I mean, daughters were, daughters were property yes. <laughs> um, yes. for a very long time. And that's something we're really societally we're really kind of struggling with right now is trying to figure out how women fit into a different role than they've had for mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. that we're not just solely there to have children and and take care of our husbands anymore right and it, you know having men like like that who are navy seals and doing all the stuff like you know being fully supportive of integrating women into everything that they can be integrated into that mm -hmm. makes sense then you know it's great it's great to have that being put out there mm -hmm. yeah it's um I, I feel like it's an interesting time for women right now you know we don't 85% uh, of our population that listens to this podcast is men yeah just because of hunting yeah you know sure. more, more men hunt um, but we are getting a larger and larger percent of women listening. And I think that's mainly because hunters, the husbands are coming home and saying, oh my gosh, there's a hunting podcast you can listen to yeah. where they talk about something else. And so yeah. we get a lot of women coming on board and, and um, listening, which has been great for me because I don't hunt and, and I, you know, I have two daughters mm -hmm. and women's rights and, and, and women's evolution and the way women are viewed and treated and you know oh. just even thinking back to my mother's day you know my mother was a when she was a child she would say things like when I was a child women like the cops didn't come to your house because your husband was beating you up like yeah. that was a marital dispute yeah. nobody protected you there was no protection for the woman there was no protection for the children the man was like you know that was his family that was his business that was a yep. domestic issue we don't get involved in that and the evolution of how things have changed and how you know there's ways for women to get out of those situations and that law enforcement does enforce these things and you know most cases yeah. and and try to help women and children and make sure that these situations aren't happening you know we evolving a time but when you also talk about where women now you know my grandma would say when I was your age it was like you were a, a housemaker a teacher a nurse um, a secretary or you worked in a bank yeah. and she's like I worked in a bank that's what I did and um, even women in the workforce and how we they were very limited in very limited and in in, in, in um, in how society perceived them, mm -hmm. right? Like even being a doctor in the fifties as a woman was like, yeah, what? A woman and who's going to go to that doctor? Who's going to go to that doctor? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about her. She's a woman. What's she going to know? Right. And the times have changed because now it's interesting. Even in medicine, a lot more people trust women. Yeah, they trust their woman doctor. Even men, mm -hmm. men, men tend to maybe want to go to a man because yeah. a man will understand. But when a man is going through certain things, sometimes he actually trusts a woman more, which is really interesting, yeah. right? So, the 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 uh, tables have turned and things are really shifting. But there's still tons of atrocities going on in the world against women and children. Um, yeah, we've come a and, long ways, but we have a tremendously long ways to go. And in this country, it's easy to go, oh, you know, things are pretty good for women. But um, 
around the world, there's still a tremendous mm-hmm. ways to go. Mm-hmm. And even in this country, there is. Mm-hmm. And raising girls, it's like, boy, I need I need people like Jason and, and Andy Stumpf on Claire Hot and these guys who are these really strong men that other men will listen to yeah. saying, no, there's absolutely no one, no reason a woman can't be a Navy SEAL as long as she can meet the standards. Right. And that's it. And and if we lower standards for women, it doesn't do anything but hurt women because people will become resentful of that. Standards should not be lowered. But if right. you know, if your daughter, if the only thing she's ever dreamed about is being a Navy SEAL or being, you know, whatever other kind of job that women have been barred from up to this point, that's all she's dreamed about and she can meet that standard. She is strong enough and smart enough and brave enough. Like, who are we to say, no, you can't do that? Right. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard Jocko's wife last night say her wife, her her daughter was a wrestler. Yeah. A female wrestler. A really good wrestler, A really too. good one. So, I was yeah. like, you know, I always think about gals that are doing that. Like, I mean, you have to have such a passion to go for something that is traditionally a male-dominated yeah. sport or, like, even the military. Like... This is these. You're going to be surrounded by men. You have to work men. harder. You have to work harder. To you're going to prove yourself you have all to the have time. A thick skin. Yeah. You have to be able to take ten times as much criticism as yeah. a man's going to take. Because you know, the minute a woman steps out there, mm-hmm. everybody's going. Even the women are going to be criticizing uh, her, especially the women. Women. Sometimes. When the women should be like celebrating the fact that this woman is in a male-dominated area trying to. Tell, like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And it, it takes those, you know, if women want to become a, like, oh, first off, most women aren't going to want to become a Navy SEAL, right? Right. No. Most women just aren't. The few that are going to want to, out of that pool, there's even fewer who actually will be able to. But those, those ones, and I'm just using Navy SEAL as an example, because that's kind of our life, but in any other um, industry or sport or whatever, those ones that can do it and they really want to do it. My, I, my best friend is a, is a jockey. She's a, this beautiful little woman and she's a jockey and that, you know, the horse racing industry mm. is, is brutal. And, you know, she was telling me that, that like, she has to get up earlier than everybody else. She has to work harder than everyone else. She has to ride the worst horses that no one else wants to ride to constantly be proving that she deserves to be there. Mm -hmm. And yet she's the top jockey on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, she a hundred percent can do it, but Mm -hmm. she has to battle her way there. And it takes those women I'm so thankful that there are women who are willing to do that because they're the pioneers. They're the ones that open up these jobs and open up these opportunities mm-hmm. for the women who want to follow. Somebody has to do it. And and it's nice if those women have really strong, both women and men standing behind Definitely. them saying, I support you in doing yeah. this and I will help you do that. Um, I think that an 
I think a lot of cases people don't do things maybe they love because they just don't have the support, you know, especially when you are going against the grain, you're like, you know, you're going against the tide here and trying to, and trying to do something that majority of society is going to tell you, you can't because you're a woman, you're weaker, you you know, um, you're not going to be accepted. Don't do that. You don't want to hurt yourself. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. All the things that we tell women that we don't tell men. Yeah. Right? Like it's dangerous. Rush oh, into that I burning building. Like it's going, a woman. It's like going don't backpacking do it. or going riding out oh. in the woods. You're like, do you carry a gun? Are you like, aren't you worried? You know, you need to be safe. You need nobody says that to a guy right. who goes out backpacking. They're no. not like, Are you, you know, do you have your gun? Are you able to protect yourself? Are you and it's like, why why do we have to be treated so differently? The safest place in the world for me to be is out in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. The biggest threat to women is men. Yeah. It it is. I'm sorry, but domestic violence, you know, just the amount of women that get attacked, that get beaten and abused. And the safest place for me to be is out in the woods. I'll take my odds with the bears and the mountain lions because I'm safer out there. Yeah. And so you know, it's just that that kind of it's a it's this rhetoric that we've had going on forever that we we treat women as these weak things and and women do it too and it's a shift that I'm hoping is going to start to take place where, you know, some of the worst people that that say this stuff are like older generations of women who are yeah. you know oh you don't they they focus on the little girl like oh your dress is so pretty and you're so cute and you're so you know and and bringing that to be the important thing. Where really it's like, how capable are you? How confident are you? How strong are you? You know, just the same as you would raise a little boy. Mm-hmm. And when when young girls hear that all the time, that they are capable, they can do mm-hmm. everything that a boy, you know, up until well into their teens, at least, they're just as strong. They're just as physically able. Yeah. My kids are in jujitsu. And my daughter can just crush the little boys that are the my same age as like her. My daughter's like a foot taller than every boy yeah. her age. But, <laughs> you know, like... there's no, at this age, there's yeah. no difference no. whatsoever. They can do it all. and But at some point, they start to believe that they can't. Yeah. And that's when the shift takes place. And so. And it's like anything, you know, you do need a certain set of skills. You definitely need the mindset. Like we were talking at dinner with Jason last night about maybe genetics play a role in, mm-hmm. in how far you can get. And, um, you know, if you're, there's always going to be, you know, even the, the male race, there's always the men that are going to outperform and they're going to do it. And Overall, there's a small percent, yeah. right? And in the female, it's the same way. There's going to be a sect of women in there who, who are going to be the wrestler and the Navy SEAL because they they can just physically, maybe they have more genetic propensity to be able to do that. Maybe they have more lean muscle mass. Like yeah. they're stronger. They have bigger bone mass. Like then, then their neighbor maybe girl. Maybe they just believe that they can they do it. They believe that they can yeah. do it and they they maybe live through hard circumstances and they built a resilient mind mm-hmm. and they do it. Um, so in, in both sexes, there's always going to be groups of people that are yeah. going to be way more adept. It's like you, you know, I mean, I've heard your story on Jocko's mm-hmm. podcast and we haven't even addressed that, yeah. but if you want yeah. to know more of your story, yeah. go listen to that podcast because just hearing that and knowing what you went through, but also just seeing your resilience and seeing like what you do now and seeing the fact that you are a farmer and that you do go into the backcountry mm-hmm. and that you are a horse wrangler. Like it just makes so much sense. And like, 
how much do we know of your past and what you went through just made you resilient and made you not afraid of the wilderness. It didn't make you afraid of, you know, like you said, you know, my biggest, my biggest danger are these men lurking that, that wanted to hurt me in my life. And so you, you, you built a resilience and, um, you know, there's always going to be those people. And I honestly believe it's the people that have the hardest life circumstances that tend to be the most resilient because. Yeah, if they can pull through it, if they if can, you can if get they can through get past it that. and you can turn it into something like this, I'm going to do something with my life. I'm going to be something. I'm whatever that is. I'm going to be a farmer. I'm going to have a farm. I'm going to do yeah. this, um, you know. I just think that we have to remember within both sexes, there's, there's differences of people and differences of what you can do. And with women, you know, I I hear a lot the like, oh, but women, you know, women can do things that men can't do and men can do things that, that, and that's completely true. And I always say with women, like women have a superpower. They have an absolute superpower. And that is to be able to create another human being. Oh yeah, for sure. You're able to grow and create another human being. And that is incredible. But just because you have a superpower does not mean that you have to use it. Now we're in a mm. we're in a in a spot in in human history where we have no shortage of people. Our biggest problem is is overpopulation, right? Really. Right. And so if things ever got bad, if if something happened and the human race nearly got wiped out, our superpower would become extremely important. And I love that. But right now it's not. It's right. not. It just isn't. Yes, having having children is important to an extent, but we have so many that yeah, it's, people are choosing that, not to have children. That we nowadays. have essentially evolved past that to where yeah. we don't have to use that superpower. And therefore, because we don't have to use it, there needs to be something else for mm. us to do. And just solely focusing on raising children and taking care of your husband doesn't need to be it anymore. Mm-hmm. And some women are managing to do both. Some women are juggling both. Some women are choosing not to have children and that's fine. Some women are, you know, it's just, there's, we've come to a point where times have changed and there needs to be a place for women to be able to explore what else they're capable of. Right. And it, it, it's hap- it's happening and it's amazing and I love it and I'm glad that I live in this time and having a daughter particularly where I hope more doors are open to her and I hope more men can get on board with that and can just be like happy and proud of the daughters that they raise and them being able to go out and do absolutely anything that they want in life. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things too are, are, are it's like the, the timing and kind of that quote unquote victim of circumstance. You know, if you were my grandparent, my grandmother lived in the 30s, 40s, and her heyday was the 50s. Yeah. And, and it, the way she was with her children and her husband, that was how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch old TV shows and all that stuff. I yeah. mean, that was the epitome. She had the perfect life, you know, when my, my one grandma did. You know, she stayed home. She raised her children. She looked perfect. She had the perfect shampoo set. <laughs> my grandpa came home every day. But I saw as my grandma got older, because I always thought to myself, and maybe it was just I was the product of my generation, my mother, who left all that and was like the hippie generation yeah. and like, go adventure and 
you know, don't be that housewife. Don't conform. Rebel, rebel means. And, but I, I, I think like looking back on my grandma's life, I think to myself in the day and age I live in, I say, how could she be content with that? Yeah. But I didn't live her life in the time she lived her life. And, and where, even today, what, some where, people are content with that. Some yeah. People well, are I'm not content. saying that's bad. I'm just yeah. saying the personification of what a woman was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. meaning you didn't have other options. There wasn't yeah. the other option. So you better be content. With you what better you be had. content. You're, you're not going to go to medical school. Yeah. What? No, you don't do that. You're going to stay home and have children or, or you can go be secretary or I don't know, like how could she be content with that? Well, she didn't have anything to live off. Now I know, like I know my possibility. Yeah. So I think about her and I think, how could she have been content with her life? But then again, like I'm coming from my perspective and, and the generation I've grown up in. And now my daughter, the opportunities that she has, that's so vastly different than my grandmother even could fathom. Yeah, like for it's sure. just, it's kind of that, you know, what you see and what you're around and, and what people tell you, you can do, you know, if you come in as a woman and it's like, you can be anything, you know, you're Jason, you're, you're Storm, mm-hmm. who's your daughter, right? And it's yeah, like, you and, can be and, anything and you want to be. maybe what like, you want to be is a mom and take care yeah. of your Well, husband. that is, so I'll put that on the table right now. That is the hardest job. Yeah, 100%. So my, can I say to my grandmother, like, how could you be content with this life? <laughs> I mean... How could you be content with the hardest freaking job on the world? Yeah. In the world. Just staying home, doubting on your children, taking care of your husband, giving them a really good life, and never exploring. My grandma died of Parkinson's, and she started getting a little Parkinson's dementia in the end. But my grandmother was always stoic. Mm-hmm. She never had really enough. She would cry and... My grandpa was like the center of attention. She, he would tell all his stories. Everybody loved grandpa. He was like everything. As they got older and they started having their issues, my grandpa got Alzheimer's and my grandma had Parkinson's. So she couldn't move, but my grandpa would just tell the same story. He looked the same and he could walk around, but he kept telling the same story. My grandma couldn't move, but she was with her, right? And she started getting older, getting really angry at him. She'd be really angry at him. Shut up. I don't want to hear that story again. I've heard that story 10 times. I would have never heard my grandma say that to my grandpa 20 years prior. She would have never said that to him. And he was talking about himself too 20 years ago. (laughs) It's just, part of me was thinking like, well, maybe she wasn't totally content. Yeah. That she never got to. Her filter just came off. Her filter's gone. Yeah. And she's done. And she doesn't want to hear it anymore. You know, like I'm in the room here too. Yeah. I'm here too. Right. And so I guess that's maybe like, how could she be content? I, I think mothering is the hardest job in the world. I go to work. It's like, it's like vacation for work me to go is, to work. Yeah. And so for all the mothers out there that that's what you devote your life to, like, well, it's wow. such a selfless job. It's totally too. selfless. I mean, putting everybody in yes. front of yourself and, you and 20 know. years ago, I would have been like, I'm never going to be a stay at home mom. Those women like, blah, blah, blah. they, and now I'm like, if the only thing I could think about was my children every day. It would be great because when you add all of it together and you want to be a mother and then you realize how hard it is to be present for your children and take care of them and stay up all night and you go like a job, take my job away until they're a certain age, right? So yeah, it's complex and just women, 
I always women, say this, yeah. women are so complex and They're, we are much more complex than men. We just our body systems, our hormonal systems, the cycles of our life, the fact that we can have children yeah. and birth a baby, Superpower. all the amazing things we can do. That's what gets me through anything. I like if I'm hiking or I ran like a 14K a couple a month ago and I was like, I don't think I can do this. All I think about is I had two babies in my bedroom. Yeah. I'm running this 14K. Oh, my knees hurt. I can't do this. No, you had two kids. Keep running. I this think, is nothing. I you think can do anything women you put your mind to. Women to be really soft just in the basis of like, oh, we're the weaker sex. Oh, you know, men will run and get a door for you or run, you right. know, do everything. And you're, oh, you're a woman. You're, and we've just been conditioned to believe that, you know, yeah. but that's not actually accurate at all. We just have to, to realize it in our own brains yeah that we i mean just the fact that we can bear children that and it's in itself is like the amount of pain not just the pain of actual childbirth but like going through a pregnancy and <laughs> all of that i mean it's everyone knows i hate it's pregnancy. awful i hated it too i, I absolutely hate People it like you can have another baby i'm like if you no, give me another yeah. baby i am not birthing another exactly I'm not carrying another and so baby. <laughs> the, the fact that we can go through that like the actual childbirth itself is just the end it's of quick. this long you know and and so to then to then go oh you're the weaker sex oh you can't you know it it's such it's so silly and we yeah. just need to start to actually believe that we're as strong as we actually are. Yeah. Yeah. And to have men, and I found that in this industry, in the hunting industry, you would think like stereotypically men don't care. I, I don't know. There's always been a stereotype about hunters and like maybe even military men, like they don't care about their why. They're yeah. just there for, you know, whatever, the sexist thing. I, I can't say enough good things about the men that I've met in this industry. Oh, definitely. They are like stellar human beings. They are family men. They, they are dote on their children. Yeah. They, um, respect you. They encourage you. When I and was it's like, it's so not what I would stereotype it as. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, I've seen so many like mature evolved, um, men, in this industry that yeah. are doing everything they can to encourage the women in their lives and the daughters in their lives and the boys in their lives. And that's why I hate to ever point, you know, point yeah. the finger at men because I feel like women, I, I really truly do believe that women are their own worst enemy. A lot of times the, the pushback actually comes from women. It yeah. comes from older women or other women who are insecure and, and want to be different that are, that don't like to see women who are, you know, going out and really pushing, pushing the boundaries where oftentimes men, they're actually a lot more accepting than you would mm -hmm. expect based on kind of what our, um, our thought systems for that are. So, yeah. And I think too, like after Ryan had children and we had girls, it did change his heart. Yeah. There was something about, I think just having children in general, if, if that's your evolution as a man and you want to really be a part of that, mm -hmm. which he did. And then having girls who, um, he, he kind of grew up in a, he, he just kind of grew up that men are men. Yeah. Men are men. Men don't cry. Men don't yeah. do all this stuff. And then you have girls and, and, and little babies and you just kind of, your heart opens up. And I think that men who 
who are becoming good parents and good human beings is that they tune into that, um, into the responsibility that they have as a father and that they have as a, as a parent, you know, and, um, unfortunately it's, it's not, I think parenthood is left to a lot of immature people who don't understand what's actually going on there, the power of that, you know, and sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes, you know, a man or a woman having a second family to really see that, right. That emotional maturity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's, there, there's a, there's a shift and, and fathers I think are doing a lot better with their daughters overall. They're starting to become more conscious of the fact that their daughters can have bigger lives than they used to. And, uh, and it's good. Yeah. There's more men need to be out there. Your husband, you know, taking his girls hunting, doing all this, including them in, in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, my husband definitely, if you, yeah, if you listen to the cleared hot podcast, he has some great, great insight into raising a strong daughter and, you know, just believing that, that she can do whatever she wants to do. And, and, um, it's good stuff. We need more of it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like uh, we went. We'll finish. Like we went to Disneyland when my older daughter was five, and I'd never been to Disneyland. My parents could it's never awful. afford that. <laughs> and uh, we went. And it was really fun for her. You know, it's like see all the princesses. Like you had to stand in line for like three hours yeah. to see like Elsa or something. And uh, but I remember being in the aerial little ride, and they have like all this scene, and then there's the scene of like oh. Ariel's a human now and she's getting married to the prince and I just remember just being like this is what our little girls are being taught Mm -hmm. like and this has been going on for generations now like a princess who needs to find a man and needs to and Merida who's the only one Merida's the only girl (laughs) who doesn't end up with a man and she fights for what she wants not only that my older daughter that's where she learned to shoot her bow was from Merida and and Merit is like this little princess that's out on the sidewalk. You can just walk up to her and take a picture yeah, with her. No while, big line for while her. While Elsa and Cinderella mm-hmm. and Snow White, all these, they're in this line. You have to wait four hours to get to them. Yeah. And I'm thinking like... This but is you know so, what? But the fact Merida's that Disney created a Merida, I was like, something's happening. Exactly. <laughs> I feel it. I feel Disney is definitely bringing on the girl power a little bit. Yeah. And it's it's good. It's it's a shift. And I and nothing think against you guys are... out there, but I mean, even Ryan's like, are you kidding me? Like, what? What's up with the princess? So <laughs> in his, so he sees it from a man's point of view. So my daughter's whole objective in life is to find a man and get married. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. What? No, I don't ever want her yeah, getting married, right? right? Like, what are we talking about here? And mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like her whole objective is to please a man and just be a yeah. princess. And her whole objective should be to get married if she wants to, but to also, you yes. know, live whatever other life she wants to. Yes. So and both that's of those things evolution are... from our grandparents' day. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, think think in another hundred years. I, I, I wish that, you know, in a way that I would live that long to see, but even if we live to be elderly, I'm sure it'll be vastly different than it is now. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I hope we keep trending towards the better and somehow we can, we can get past, you know, our broken food system and how much damage we're doing to the environment and all of that stuff, because we have a lot of good momentum right now in other ways too. So positivity and, and moving forward and doing things, positive things. 
that energy will accumulate. Yeah. So, all right, Iris, thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks so Our much. Our kids for... are screaming now. <laughs> Everybody's awake. We did this early in the morning. Early, out with the birds. And talking about moms. Yeah. Our 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 mommy time is up, but um, I appreciate no, it. No, thanks it's so awesome. much for making the big trip yeah. over here too. To yeah, you guys all have to come visit us. Definitely, yeah. I love Montana. Yeah, it's. It's uh, beautiful here, though. You're real fortunate. Yeah. So we're sitting in the orchard right yeah, now. Under the cherry tree. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks so much.